Now, I don't mean to freak you out, but you do know that your nose has erectile tissue in it, yeah? In fact, the nose is more closely connected to our genitals than any other organ. If you get stimulated in one, you'll also be aroused in the other. It's what leads to honeymoon rhinitis. Do you know what that is? Never mind. Anyway, regularly during the day, this erectile tissue in your nose will pulse on its own to close one or other nostril. Basically, to facilitate alternate nostril breathing, which is something you might have encountered in a yoga class or meditation session. Your body reacts very differently according to which nostril you're breathing through. By breathing through the right nostril, the body's systems speed up blood pressure and cortisone levels increase. You become more alert. Brain focus heightens. Now switch to your left nostril and everything relaxes. Blood pressure decreases, body temperature drops and anxiety levels dissipate. This nostril switching is happening inside of you automatically every 30 minutes to 3 hours. It regulates your equilibrium. But science is now beginning to think that it's how humans maintain their balance too. Basically, the breath acts like ballast tanks, balancing the load. Anyway, this isn't a science programme and I have drifted way off topic. We have important matters of culture and heritage to explore. For this is the Almanac of Ireland, an eclectic nosebag of facts, fantasies and fun-sized tales for you to inhale and savour. It's in the family of the most connected with the cats with two tails. You're saying we turn to Christianity because of a weather. The sunny days really are the best times to see them. Okay, you and I are about to get rich. And for this chapter, I'm taking us to a realm that could be regarded as the book binders at the edge of the universe. And the reason that I want to bring you here is because, well, because it's just great. As well as being a bookbinders, it's a bookshop and an internationally renowned publishing house whose handmade books are in the collections of the most prestigious galleries and museums in the world. Think MoMA, the Tate, Pompidou Centre and the Gutenberg Museum. All of this is crammed into a tiny island cottage in County Mayo, as far west as you can go without, well, without getting wet. This is Red Fox Press on Ackle Island. Ha ha, Francis. And the owners, Francis von Mala and Antic Ham, are here to meet us. What a spot. The building sits on a heavily eroded clifftop directly above the spectacular vistas and churning waves of Dugart Bay. And it's like looking down over this aquamarine sea. Yeah, changing colour every All the time. That's black soot. Uh-huh. Then you have Belmarit down there. Do you get basking sharks coming in here? Just Very the dolphin. Dol- dolphins, yeah. opt and uh, seals. Yeah. Just dolphins. Uh, just dolphins. <laughs> yeah. Outside, it's a traditional squat, whitewashed cottage with a slate roof and converted hen house. And there's little to prepare you for the wonders that await inside. Should we, should we go inside? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we've just arrived into like a traditional Irish cottage painted in these gorgeous colours. Like the old fireplace has still got the, the red brick pattern on it. And then at the back wall is this like a traditional pink 
a gorgeous aquamarine blue-green on the roof. There are tables strewn about the place, a dresser on the side wall and red wooden shelves under the eaves, and a bookshelf houses an enormous collection of Polaroid cameras. And every single inch of space is decorated with these beautiful either works of art or objet trouvé. It looks like a collage. It looks like one of your books. It is, it is. I think it reflects a little bit our our character of uh, collecting and uh, putting everywhere, showing our collections. You know. This is the love child of Francis van Male from Belgium and Antic Ham from Korea. And together they publish under the portmanteau Frantic Ham. They refer to themselves as book artists. Francis, can you tell me what is a book artist? A book artist? <clears throat> so it's not question. a writer and it's not an no. artist and not a publisher? Well, it's an artist, but uh, his way of expressing is in a book form. So his work, he makes it in a book form. That's a writer? No, no all our books are visual. If you look at the books, they are all visual. They are either screen printed or laser printed or sometimes handmade, uh, hand uh, unique copies. So basically, each book is a collection of things that you might frame individually and hang on the wall. Things like screen prints, photos and ephemera, but here all lovingly hand-bound into book form. So it can be all books that all pages can be different. Oh yeah. Perhaps the easiest thing is just to have a look at a few. Ooh, so where should I start? So this tiny cottage... There are plenty here. <laughs> they are all I think there must be about uh, 400 different titles no. we have. Oh yes. Francis picks up a book with a jute cover and an alluring screen print of a woman wearing a sari. The title is Made in India. Yeah, but it's Made in Akil, yeah. <laughs> but the title is Made in India because that's all prints from ephemera I collected in India. Francis and Ham collect things like jute sacks, wrapping paper, postcards, matchboxes or sweet wrappers and then make screen printed collages of the gorgeous illustrations and designs on these various pieces. These handcrafted artworks are then bound into books. The images of goddesses, lotus flowers, painted elephants and even mogul princes are alluring and sumptuous. All the other pages is uh, reproductions from ephemera I collected in India. Matchboxes, uh, packaging. This I remember, this was in New Delhi. I bought uh, sweets and this was packed in this paper. Sweets and namkin, Agarwal, Sweet India, yes, sweet and Birbal Road. So I just kept Delhi. the packaging because I thought, mm, that's a nice packaging. Why throw it away? So I kept it. It's yeah. like the most beautiful um, scrapbook. It's like the yeah. most elegant scrapbook. Yep, yep, yep. And it just says, ephemera collected during travels to India in the 70s and 80s, printed on Korean hanji paper yeah, and Bengali jute. And, and we always make them in 69 copies. All our books here are made in 69 copies. Mostly. Mostly, mm-hmm. yeah. Why? Uh, yeah, my favourite number is because I love 60s. I, I was born in 70s, but... My dream always, I like 60s, and then 1969 is a very special year I found. So, yeah, since then, okay, some music and book and whatever, 69, I liked it. And then I started making books. I thought, okay, let's make 69 copies.
The sheer artistic exuberance and creative dynamism in this cramped cottage is spellbinding. These concoctions of collage and silk screen printing bound between two wooden or card panels are potent. And everything here is actually screen printed and hand bound between the kitchen and the converted cowshed next door. But something else blows me away. The fact that from this remote sliver of Ackle Island, Francis and Ham collaborate with artists from all around the world to create works of art that are the sum of the combined creativity of artists from far, far away. One collection in particular catches my eye. So there's a little cardboard box and it says, Unwrap your traditional fish and chips, freshly prepared by Red Fox Press, Frantic Ham. And I've never seen a box like that with a little cartoon of a fish on the front of it. So it looks like a fish and chips box, basically. Yes, it is. Okay. Uh, which we found in Westport. Westport. No. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we saw that once we had uh, fish and chips and we saw this box. And it says, gravy or tomato sauce, mushy peas, add salt and vinegar, fresh chicken and chips, burger and chips, chips with gravy or tomato sauce. So that's just some, that was the text on, on the chip box. Oh, yeah, or somewhere that's the order. We just added plenty cam. And by Redbox Press. <laughs> and put some colour, the, the red, the yellow, the blue. And so inside it says 26 silkscreen prints from artists from 11 countries. That's uh, USA, Russia, uh, Spain, Luxembourg, Germany, France, Ireland. And so what? How? These about each... fish. Okay. The team is fish. Oh, so they're each is a work of art on oh, beautiful, yeah. oh, heavy oh, paper, yeah. on oh, card. Yeah. And screen printed. And the first is like uh, sardines, but an artistic version of yeah. loads of beautiful yeah. colours. Mo- nice and the, the vividness yeah. of the colours. Yeah, yeah. So are you doing that in a pr- printing press here, in this yeah, little cottage? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. There's some crazy to... It's, we are not even able to count how many colours, because there are so many. But each colour is a printing process. And for something so small, spend so many hours for printing that we wouldn't do this now anymore <laughs> <laughs> that's a very nice print that is beautiful yeah. and the next one it's, and it's a lucky dip whatever you come with they're in different orders aren't they the next one it says bachelor and it's the bones of a fish with uh, some beautiful brown decoration on the side the next is a chaotic looking evil yeah. looking pike type fish that looks like a Ralph Stadman Stedman cartoon or something the next is sort of blurry eyed graphic information. but each is a completely different article oh yeah 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 and were these, were these unique works of art? They made specially for us. No. Yeah, and then we screen printed them. Yeah. And we can only get them collected in this box, in this fish and oh chip yeah. box. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. So that's 28 unique paintings, prints of these 28 paintings, all gathered together, and the artists are all willing to do it for you. Like, so does that cost thousands? No, this was uh, how much? 285, I think. No, we are <coughs> crazy in our prizes. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Yeah. And then each uh, artist uh, receives then 35 prints. And at the very bottom of the box, like, is a surprise. You take out the 28 <laughs> different silkscreen prints and then you find a it's little... Small aquarium. aquarium. <coughs> and you can put your own fish. Yeah. <laughs> this box of sumptuous screen prints of fish is an example of the male art our correspondence art movement that started in the 1960s. Artists sent postcards inscribed with poems or drawings through the post rather than exhibiting or selling them in the conventional manner. 
So every day, Tony, mm. our postman, brings bring crazy <laughs> fish in here. Yeah, mail art is something amazing. It's really uh, art for, for fun, not for commercial purpose, but for fun and for communication. Yeah? So there was a time we were very active, really mm -hmm. worldwide, um, and we did some projects, not to be screen printed, but just uh, we did in small catalogs where we had maybe 500 contributions from all over the world sending on one particular team. By this way, you've managed to cut out so much that we relate to normal art. The the white box gallery, the like 70% commission that a curator will take. Mm -hmm. It's just you creating the art in the little cottage here and then t Tony is basically your art dealer, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, this no, yeah. is what... Never thought yeah, about yeah. that. Yeah, he is. He is. Yeah. And they look celebratory. They look joyous. So, oh, yeah. like, are <clears throat> they fun to make? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Big fun. Oh, yeah. But what about the artist? And the artist is meant to be like wrecked with, with you know, on insecurity and worry and anxiety. That's the last thing I'm seeing from these books. Yeah, but the worries are maybe some behind that. Yeah. <laughs> Something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't okay. worry enough to yeah, worry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> can I see? So we're, the cottage is tiny and it's... Yeah. The cottage is tiny and it's right on the cliff of, yeah. of Dugart. So, I mean, I can see now that where, within this TARDIS, within the front room, the, the old front room of the cottage is all of this gallery, all these works and all your collection. But somehow you're printing them in here too. So where yeah. does that happen? That's in the printing studio. So we go now in the printing studio. Which is just outhouse. the outhouse across yep, the way. Yep, yep, yep. The, the former cow shed, I presume, yep. is it? We've got to come out of the cottage and there's just a few stepping stones on the sheep shorn grass and we're going out to either what was the, the second cottage or more likely the cow buyer or the, the hay shed and there's a little door, a red old metal drain pipe on the rusting corrugated uh, roof and inside into the little low green door and again I'm having to bend right down because that's like a five foot door in any good traditional <laughs> barn or house whoa and we're into another space which every area again there the amount of ca I presume there are cameras little leather camera satchels hanging from every beam and rafter so now we are in the screen printing shed so it's uh, full of color and papers you see the papers so show me what is there's uh, so as you said there's a wall of paints of yeah. colored pair of paints there's a table which I presume is for screen printing screen and otherwise there's yeah reams of old paper is it of old printing tools the printing shed is almost too much to take in every inch of this converted shed is full of paints screen printing frames drying prints Polaroid cameras paper cardboard posters embodiments of the thousands of ideas art projects and books that Francis and Ham have worked on over the past 15 years or so I mean the walls are only I don't know five and a half foot deep and then that, I mean you're going up into the attic paints all along the wall plate up into the roof and then the roof is lined with yeah different forms of papers and books oh my god this is a rich treasure trove okay yeah, so all, all the books you have seen like the one from india yeah. all the printed papers are here before being bound so a lot of these are pages of books that might be made into books in the future yeah you've seen the indian book how difficult to bind yeah. when this is sold we bind the next copy 
Really? One at yeah. a time? One at a time, because it's a lot of time. Hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> if you order a book from you, it is actually will be handmade that week almost. Very I mean, it'll probably, be very gathered probably, together. Unless about. we have it on the table there. Yeah. 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 Golly. Red Fox Press reminds me of the gurgling mountain springs rushing down from Schlieve Moor behind the house. The way that it emanates a constant stream of wild eclectic art that is thoroughly rooted in one place and yet tied into people, objects and ideas from around the world. On the tightly crammed shelves I spotted inks from India, paper from Japan, binding fabric from Berlin, glues from the Netherlands and handmade card from Korea. The couple spend a lot of time travelling to art fairs in Asia. And yet they also are committed to recording and archiving local Aka life too. Creating books of old photographs and new Polaroid images tracking the changing nature of island life. A few things we can show. Uh, this one here. Leaving it all behind. Yeah, a and book in long form, like a, like a tall diary. Abandoned cottages in Ackle. John died in his 60s. Mary was left alone with three children. There was no work in Ackle and her three children went to Birmingham to find out and to find and send money home. And then is this photos of their abandoned, of the abandoned house? It's, yeah, photos of abandoned houses where people just left. They immigrated and they left everything behind. And you, walk, you can walk into the cottage and you see this uh, years later still like that. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those pictures we took maybe... Ten years ago, but still now, we know cottages. You can just walk in, and everything is there, untouched. Mm-hmm. And the first one I'm looking at, it's in a cottage with a picture of Jesus over the fireplace. But the pink on the wall is the exact same pink that's on the walls in this cottage. <laughs> it's traditional. The other, again, another photo of that with an old electric heater. The child of Prague. A close-up of Jesus with the thorns on his head, and a priest. A decorated fireplace. Oh, and a bottle of poison on the floor. My God, an old candle and crucifix. And the Pope, a memory of the Pope coming, killed me in the fight in 70... When was that? 77, 78? 79. Uh, oh, my God, these are potent. There's still the old cutlery in the, in the mm-hmm. cutlery drawer. Flowers. And somehow nobody came no, to, no, to close up the houses. Still laying there. That's very sad. This is like the past of Ackle, but, yeah. but captured. Oh, that's very potent. I didn't think that visiting a Belgian man and a Korean woman on Achill Island would give me a better understanding of medieval Irish monks. But in truth, what Francis and Ham are doing here, creating books and art in isolated places and then sending them out into the world, is precisely what the monks in those monastic scriptoria were doing long ago. They are isolated here and yet utterly intertwined with the world around them primarily through the local postman, who brings supplies and artworks and Polaroid cameras from all over the world. 
and in return takes away packages to disseminate to individuals, private collectors and prestigious organisations across the planet. Anyway, time is moving on and I'm aware I should allow Francis and Ham return to their work of cutting and gluing and binding books on the kitchen table. But not before the arrival of the third person in this whole equation, the art dealer, you could call him. Tony, of course, the postman. This would happen. I'd, I'd heard that the postman arrived with presents, but... Uh... <laughs> These two are ridiculous. Yeah, That's ridiculous. <laughs> they send them all to themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Gone with another four presents for you. And where are these from? From all over the world? Can yeah. I have a look? Those are probably cameras again. Oh no, no more cameras. Yeah, yeah. Every day. France. Okay. This is from the DHL Packet und Pachenwelt Deutsche Post. Deutsche Post, maybe. Oh, that looks nice. In a Heineken box. <laughs> What's that? I don't know. It's got a credit credit road, so. Camera equipment. And the one artist from New York, uh, he put, uh, sending postcard everywhere he's traveling. With a painting on it. Yeah. Painting of his coffee cup. <laughs> I have so many. Like, no, so many. really? From everywhere. Okay. He's traveling all the time. Oh. He's in Bologna now. make a book of that. <laughs> <laughs> but we made a book of him with uh, the book is over there, I'll show you. Coffee cup I just arrived in from New York This has been the Almanac of Ireland, presented by me, Moncon McGann, and produced by Colette Kinsella. Hanikid dun vinu dun shra o udras chelhon the Hayden, la harigat on chadunas telefisho. It's a red hair media production for RT Radio. All the music in the series is by Blue Dot Sessions. Rubbing of the object. Right. And then and date. the date. And where? He's always traveling crazy, this man. Pisa, Czech, Czech, Italy. Yeah. Washington, DC, New York. Those are all objects he found, and then he, he does made a, the rubbing. A rubbing, just like you do in an old graveyard. Or something.